Do you ever just want to hear how the famous found fame? How the poor man became a millionaire? How risking comfort gave someone more freedom? Honestly, do you ever just wonder if everything will be okay? Welcome to the Y'all Podcast, where everyone has a seat at the table. I'm your host, Laura Jean Bell. In this space, I will share stories about life, Jesus, and the South, stories of the past and the ones that are still being written to instill hope without fear of the future. Meet with me around the table, sharing tales about the lives of others, of business and risk and heartache and joy and failure and success. Let go of the fear that hopelessness is your destiny and fill up on the encouragement that mercies are new each day. Because the best thing about a story is that there is a beginning and an end. Y'all, today's Marriage Madness podcast is seriously so much fun. A few years ago, Cody and I were living with my parents after paying off all our student loan debt, and we were saving up for a space of our own that we could potentially renovate. So one night I was in an Instagram search hole searching for inspiration for a new project for Cody and I to take on, and I stumbled upon Ashley Patron's page. It was Arrows and Bow. And as I was looking through this page, I realized that this adorable family had moved into an RV that they had renovated with their three children. I'm not exaggerating when I say it was the cutest RV I'd ever seen in my life. So after a while of following Ashley, I decided that I was going to take a chance and reach out to a complete stranger to see if maybe she would let me pick her brain a little bit. To my surprise, she responded. So the two of us connected from sunny California to Montgomery, Alabama, and actually just a few months ago, Cody and I got to spend the weekend with Ashley, her husband, and their sweet kiddos. And y'all, what you see on social media is what you get with them. They are awesome. These two are adventurous, they are fun, and they are madly in love with each other. I originally wanted to do an interview just with Ashley to get her story of motherhood, living in an RV with children, etc. But I wound up seeing a marriage live that Ashley and her husband Dino shared on Ashley's page. And I realized something really powerful. The world needs to hear and the world needs to listen up to what the Patrons have to share about life and marriage, adventure and the unknown. If you are scared to do something, let me tell you, the Patrons will give you the courage that you need to take the next step. Okay, so I'll stop rambling and I'll let y'all sit down with me, Cody, and the Patrons. Y'all, I'm really excited um, about this. And I have Cody here with me too. So hey make sure that hey. I can get voice out there too, baby. What's up? Yeah. What is up? See yourself? Yeah. Your voice has these little bitty lines. Well, Mine I'm, has big lines. I'm a, I'm a mumbler. Okay. All right. Okay. So there's we... No there's no shame in mumbling. <laughs> <laughs> Cody is um, the expert mumbler, but he always has really good things to say, which is why I don't want him to mumble. Um, <laughs> Oh, so sweet. Okay. First of all, y'all, we're so excited to get to talk with you after hearing your marriage live. um, I felt like it was just really important and really powerful, especially in a recent season in mine and Cody's life where we're watching a lot of marriages fall apart. Um, I just felt like it was really powerful to see the two of you, which we got to meet you in person. And we know that what we see on the internet is the exact same thing um, in real life with y'all, which is so refreshing. We put up up like a really good front. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all are awesome. And I appreciate the way that you love each other and that you want other people to know that you love each other and that you are working on your marriage and you are cultivating things all the time in your marriage. And so, um, anyways, I, first of all, I thank you for that, but I wanted to get with the two of you to kind of dig into your story together. Um, so first of all, tell how y'all met. I know y'all have told us this before, but how did you meet? How did you end up together? What was that first year of being together? Like, Oof. Okay. Long version, short version. I, I tell the, I tell the really good highlight. You know, very detailed story though. Go for it. 
a combination of both. You want to you want to ping pong? Yeah, you go first. I'll start. You start. Uh, all right. So Ash and I were at the time when we met. I was twenty four. Ash was twenty, and we had both. Uh, I had previously been in a long relationship about three years, and Ash was actually when we met uh, actively in a long-term relationship. <laughs> so, but yeah. Uh, and we, uh, we're, I, I was very expressive about like to my, my parents and my friends and my family, like I had zero interest in really uh, pursuing any type of relationship. And at the same time, my mom's like, yeah, sure. That sounds cool. Why don't you come hang out with me and your father in, um, in Las Vegas? And I was like, okay, sounds good. And they're like, Oh, Ash and, uh, Lori, Lori and her daughter are going to be there who are a um, little bit of backstory here. Uh, my mom and Ash's mom are best friends. And I'm going to go way, way back here. They they became best friends when I played soccer with Ash's older brother when we all lived in Washington together. So I'm, I'm totally going around about like telling a backstory within a story. It's inception. <laughs> yeah. Story inception. So anyways, we... Um, our moms met each other then, and then fast forward 24 and 20, um, they set kind of set us up. They said, hey, you know, what's it going to hurt? You guys kind of come out to Vegas, both of you, and we'll kind of hang out, all of us, and blah, blah, blah. So and for me, I was in this long-term relationship, and I just wasn't happy. I was kind of just settling. I had had a boyfriend before that for three years, and it was really unhealthy, and then this other boyfriend was, was really unhealthy. And I just was like, you know what, I'm just willing to meet anybody at this point and do whatever, because this is not the road or the path that I want to go down. Which if we're being honest, explains a lot at this point, everybody asks, Hey, how girl. And it really came down to Ash uh, just... looking at the very bottom of the barrel. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> so um, anyways, we, uh, I'll, I'll kind of fast forward through this next part. Like Ash and I can do the really long version of it, but the quick version of it is, uh, we met when we were in Vegas. Um, she walked in the door and I was like instantaneously just all, all about it. Um, Ash tells basically the same story. She was just all about it. Right. Well, right he out opened the, gate. the door with his shirt off. He had a big fro. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. This is cool. I was hipster before hipster was cool. You were. You yeah. awesome. <laughs> had hoop earrings. Did you hear that? He wore right. hoop earrings. They were gauged. Okay, it's cool. <laughs> I thought you were saying like a like gold hoops, and I just didn't really know how to take. No, that. no, they were like little, little, maybe like the size of a dime or something like that. They were like gauged, so my ears were really wow. like starting to grow my ear holes out. So your earlobes have gone back together since. They have, they have. But ironically, like total, we're really getting off topic here. But Ash will every once in a while throw like one of her hoop, her big hoop earrings in there, oh, yeah. just to like mess with the kids. It's it's quite humorous. Yeah. So. <laughs> I saw Dino, and we hung out that weekend, and I ended up breaking up with my boyfriend over the phone while I was in Vegas. And for me, oh, it was my really, goodness. Yeah. You well, knew. I, I just, it wasn't even that actually for me. I really liked Dino a lot and he was playing kind of like, well, kind of hard to get a little bit at first, but, um, but well, I remember sitting on the sofa with him and he was like, yeah, I'm not really interested in dating anybody. And I was like, that's cool. That's cool. Well, it was know? tough. It was tough though, because like part of me was like, wow, I'm all in on this girl right out the gate. But at the same time, there's still like this. Hey, look how yeah. look how awesome it's kind of been being completely solo. Like God had kind of put me in that in that space of saying, "Hey, you just need to be content being solo and like finding the joy in it." And I was really just like digging deep into that and like finding the joy in being single and like my relationship with God and my oh, like I was starting to getting back into long distance running and yeah. In any case, um, so I was kind of like back and forth, and then. It, but- yeah, yeah, but what I was saying is that I I just knew that I didn't want to settle anymore, and so I broke up with my boyfriend that I was with. Whether or not it was going to work out with Dino, I just realized that there were good guys, and then it just was kind of like a light bulb. Like I could just do so much better, and I deserve more. And I this is not the path that I want to go down. That's yeah. so good. So um, we dated for a really long time after that. It was a whopping three weeks. Um, <laughs> we were, we were together. 
we were together like every every second of the day, basically. Yeah. Um, when we got back from Vegas. All right, so a little bit more storyline here. I lived in Costa Mesa area. Ash lived up in Camarillo area, which like with no traffic, that's about an hour and a half, two hour drive kind of thing. So um, that it wasn't that bad. Um, and my job and Ash's my, you know job kind of allowed us to have some flexibility with um, our availability. And we both just like, we were obsessed with each other and we spent every single second together. And it was like, okay, this just doesn't, it doesn't make sense to not just go all in on this. Yeah. Right. I mean, when you know, you know, yeah. that's it. It yeah. was really that, that easy. Yeah. And then actually we started like walking through doors, like, Hey, uh, you know, mom and dad, do you think that this is a good idea? And they were all in. Yes. And then walked in next door. It's like, Hey, you know, guy buddies of mine what do you think of my girl i'm thinking about like just diving in on this they're like yes all in go so it was like we started to do like little checks and balances and like do a gut check and every single time we like took a little step forward it was like all green lights so it was it was just very clear to us that god had kind of set it up for that perfect timing at, at the very least that's how it felt yeah so. yeah so in your first year of marriage did it feel like like roses and like the greenest side of the pasture or did you face any bumps in the road in that first year? Yeah. I mean, so when we got married a few months later, we ended up moving to Las Vegas. Um, we rented Dino's parents' house while they moved up North to Northern California. We, um, lived in the house that they previously had. And so that was like a really fun and exciting thing at first. But then for this fresh little, I had just turned 20. Um, and always been by my family. (laughs) Very young. Yes. Always been by my family, very close to my mom to move into a place that isn't necessarily like the coziest of places with, you know, people and getting to know people. You're going to get so many people in Vegas. Vegas is, that's not what I'm saying, but it's not, I mean, people are active. They're moving in and out real fast and not a lot of people are like really putting down roots there. So Anyways, we ended up moving there and it quickly turned into me crying every single day. Um, and it was, just, it was a very like leave and cleave it was. type scenario. You know, it was, it was really the best thing for us, for it us was. to be away from both of our support systems. And then, yeah, deal with the, con- not consequences, but deal with like that scenario. Like you have no support. You have to deal, you have yeah. to figure this out with your spouse. Yeah. We went to the most counseling ever during that first year while we lived in Vegas over just like things that are really silly, you know, but things that we were fighting over like money or just, I think we fought a lot about video games at the time. Just like it really was like a time of coming together as young, very young people and coming together and becoming one. Yeah. Right. Right. Which is huge. I mean, it's a big deal. And a lot of people, I know Cody and I didn't have to face that. Yeah. We lived in the same town as both of our parents yeah Yeah. there's a struggle in that too because then it's like balancing time between both families and oh yeah yeah that caused a little bit of strife but yeah we were able to navigate it yeah it took us a few years we were starting to get the hang of it but yeah that's definitely a thing that's that's interesting um tell us a little bit about your lives before the rv and then kind of like the shift, like what did you start noticing that needed to be different or that you were excited about for the RV? Um, kind of tell us a little bit about that story, how you, how you got there, what it was like before, and then how you ended up buying land and then living in an RV with three kids. Yeah. Well, I, I, got a fun idea. I, you, I realized I did not know any of these beforehand. So <laughs> well, this is great. Well, I got a fun way to do it. You describe how I was going in at the house and then moving in the land and then I'll describe how you were. That'll oh man, I don't even know. <laughs> no? All right, fine. Okay. Well, I was going to say, okay, so after crying for 10 and a half months in Vegas, yeah. we ended up moving out of Vegas back to Southern California, <laughs> bought our first house together um, and had all our babies in this house. And, um, we lived in it for eight years and it was a big five bedroom house, which was awesome. And, you know, living in the house was great, but it wasn't like, obviously your first home is never your dream home. Although I would say for mm, 
it was a pretty amazing home for how young we were. Yeah. Um, I, if, if I would have basically allowed myself, I would have just been cool with living there forever in that same house in that little, like, you know, kind of same old, same old kind of scenario. But Ash, 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 I always joke around a little bit here on, we say Ash is the gas and I'm all the brakes kind of thing. Um, (laughs) But that, what he just said is exactly how we changed when we lived in the trailer is that if it were up to Dino, it would have been, you know, we stayed in that house because we got a great deal on it and we would have paid it off and we would have taken less risks in life and played it a little more safe, you know? And it was kind of how we were back then too, living in that house. We were fine. We were happy. Like we were just like doing the normal thing. Um, But we were also like a little bit less adventure, well, a lot less adventurous and a lot more just living right in our comfort zone. So um, yeah, I had always, I was always looking for places, you know, for us to like a, a fixer upper type of thing. And when we stumbled upon this land, it was just the first time that I was never like trying to convince Dino and he was on the same page as me. And that's what I was really praying for is I I never want to like make him do something, you know, or or nag him into something. Um, So yeah, it just was right. And we had so many options of what we could do and where we could live. And like I said, we got our house for such an amazing deal that Buying an apartment just didn't make sense, or sorry, renting an apartment because they were more than our mortgage was for our old five bedroom house. And we just thought, let's do something crazy. Let's buy a trailer, renovate it, live on the land. And we have this land, let's like live kind of crazy for a little bit. Yeah. Now, were you RV people before? Like, did y'all? No, no, no. no. I even really like camping. No, we hated camping. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because I've thought about that and I'm like, I would. I don't know how I would do that. I don't know how to do all the things in like a camper. I guess you just figure it out. But. It was so much like a, it's very much like a house with just like um, easy bake oven, you house. know, house. It's an easy bake yeah. oven house. <laughs> an easy bake oven house. That's yeah. hilarious. Okay. Go ahead. To your previous kind of question though, like what were we like <clears throat> before and what were we like after? Yeah. Going into it, the big vices were, in my opinion, like, the major sin in my life was like this strong desire to like hunker down and look and not change and not do anything and like be content with just my only this like mild, mild way of living, like safe. And I'd say Ash's, Ash's like major kind of thing was she just was, I mean, to, to her defense at the phase in her life and her age and her surroundings and everybody, like what she had kind of been taught was I need to be able to kind of like find a lot of fulfillment in the things around me. So moving into the trailer, it just totally changed both of us. I wasn't a lot, like there wasn't the opportunity. You don't want to sit in a trailer all day. You don't, that's not what you do on Saturday. Yeah. You have to go out and explore and you can't buy anything in a trailer. Mm-hmm. Every single specific thing that's, that goes into a trailer has to be super purpose. purposeful and special. And you're like excited about it. So uh, it just, those are the big things. that For I think sure. Those are the biggest things. And yeah. I remember even talking about it one time on my stories, I was walking through the trailer or I was, we were living in the trailer and I walked through Target and it was the first time that, you know, a new season of decor had come into Target and I didn't like fill my cart with a whole bunch of stuff. And it was like two sides. I didn't need it and I couldn't fit it, but I also didn't feel the want for it anymore. And that was a pretty amazing spot to be because it was the norm for me to always just go and change out every time new stuff came out. Yep. Right. But it also made you even more creative. And this was kind of your avenue to really like dive into what you're really gifted at. And like your creative side is making this little RV like this. It was amazing. I remember finding you on Instagram and I convinced one of my friends who was trying to get out of debt, out of student loan debt to buy a trailer and do what she did. I was at Planet Fitness with her and I was like, this girl like bought this RV and it's like the most beautiful thing. I mean, it really is. And that friend bought a camper because she saw your Instagram and they paid off all their debt in a year living in a camper. 
That's Dang, that is so cool. Note, your story has stretched very many miles. That's awesome. Yeah, the great thing about that whole, well, so many great things, but I didn't even know that I liked to do most of that stuff and that I would, and I didn't even know that I was even slightly good at it. And so it just, I, I'm always saying that, that you just got to go for these things. You got to just go for that, that whatever that is that you're trying, that you're a little bit afraid to do, go for it. Because what it does is it opens up so many other avenues that you didn't even know you were, you could be a part of. So right. I'm very thankful for it. Yeah. I'd, I'd say the thing for Ash was the, just that she was constrained and that's that constraint of hey, you can't have a bunch of space, caused her to be like refined almost in her style and her approach to things. And it caused her that the the restraint like basically helped her kind of progress down her, that this really cool path of what a lot of our home is now, which is just like everything is special. Every little thing is special. Mm, yeah, that's so good. I mean, do y'all feel like living in the RV was something that really helped like strengthen your marriage and take like, I don't know, make you work more as a team. Absolutely. Yeah. Ash and I naturally, I think just, um, we both lean into, uh, like hard scenarios when neither one of us are one where it's like, Oh, well this is really hard. So I'm just going to like kind of hang out here and like fall over. We're both like, Hey, there's a hard scenario here. I'm going to dig in and like try and find the joy in it. Or I'm going to like make this have have fun in this whatever scenario that we're kind of in. So yeah, the trailer really brought out a lot of the best in us because we were forced to find new fun ways of kind of living our life. And I'm just remembering as you're saying that I think what it did it did strengthen us in so many ways too. And what Dino was saying is so true. And for uh, parts of it, he really had to carry me through some like very dark moments and times where I was just really struggling. There was a couple of weeks where it was just pouring rain. Everything was dirty. Everything was muddy. We had like bark inside of our bed sheets. <laughs> it was leaking. It was leaking, like all the stuff. And I was just like so down. And I think it was one of the first times that he really put intention and work into finding out what would bring me joy and like kind of get me out of the funk. And I remember you, you, all I wanted was the canopy. Remember you got the canopy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just was saying, I just really want like a canopy out on the, like for him to fix it. And so he ended up working like a whole day and fixing oh. it. And it was just really sweet to see him. There's the awning, like there's a yeah. The, sorry, the, the awning. The, tra- the trailer came with like this attached awning, and the by the seller who sold it to us said, "Don't open it." So I was like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think in those instances you can so easily just be like, "Gosh, what is wrong with you? Snap out of it!" You know, yeah. like you're breaking down. But instead, I think really think it was one of the first times, at least that I can remember, that he actually put work into trying to figure out how to bring me out of it, like coming beside me as a teammate. And, and um, yeah, it was really special. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So like a question that I was, I want to ask you, Dino, that kind of plays into that um, a little bit, I think, but I'm curious to know what, um, what do you feel like your role is um, as a husband? And then to follow up with that, uh, your role as a father. Yeah. So, uh, are you talking like now or are you talking back then, like in that scenario? Sorry. Well, either yeah, way. either way. Oh. I mean, yeah. Maybe, maybe back then, but then maybe yeah. how you've grown and like what you have learned of like, okay, this was my role back then. And like, this yep. is where I've grown and this is where I am now. I'd say like the need, my knee jerk reaction in terms of response is like one of the big things both then and now is to set the tone for the for the family. Um, and what I mean by that is like when I see certain, certain like habits or certain things going on, whether it's like, Hey, negativity or frustration or irritability or lack of joy, lack of contentment. It's my, I feel like it's my job in our household to like bring the family back into like what I feel like God has kind of called our family to be doing, which is you know, to find joy in every single thing that we're doing, to find joy in the discomfort, 
to understand that no matter what we're doing, whether it's quote unquote good or bad is irrelevant. It's is the scenario that we're in right now, is the, these circumstances, are they bringing glory to God's name? Like that's the, that's the kind of like mantra that I re like rehash in my head over and over and over is like, Hey, am, is this scenario, the scenario that we're in right now and our reactions to it and our perspectives of it, are they glorifying God in this scenario? So it's, a, a huge part of my, I've, I feel like a huge part of my role is to basically help guide and set that tone back to, for my family and help everybody else when they're not, when they don't have their eyes, you know, on the prize kind of thing, yeah. um, to get them back kind of honed in. Um, at the same time, like as men, we're we're called to be, we're called to be leaders. Hold on, I'm so sorry. Oh, there we go. Uh, the computer fell asleep. Um, <laughs> You're good. We're, we're called to be leaders, you know, and men to lead your family. And I have had a very large um, change in the last 13 years of what that really means. When Ash and I first got together, I was, I modeled after, um, you know, other men in my life, you know, parents or otherwise. And I said, hey, you know, being the leader of the house means I'm in charge. You, everybody does what I say. And I have a very, very, very different perspective on what it means to, to lead a family and a very different perspective on what it means then for Ash to be in submission to me. Like that's, those are you know, biblical terms. But what it really means for me is it's my job to lay my life down before my family and put everybody else before I put myself and like constantly come in and sacrifice and sacrifice and sacrifice. Cause that yeah. is truly the example that Christ has given to us. So I'd say like that, that's really what my, I feel like right now is my major calling is to say, Hey, I need to lead my family and leading to me is setting the tone, helping everybody understand what, what, you know, Christ really is understand that I'm a picture of Christ to my family, which means I am the one who's sacrificing and putting my my own kind of will last before everybody else. So that's a well, good word. And Ashley, same goes for you. Like oh, how would you describe like what you feel like your role is as a wife first and then as a mother? Yeah. Um I mean I gotta follow up that great <laughs> <laughs> No, um, I have, you know, talked about it before, well, at least on my Instagram quite a bit because it was really a game changer for me when, um, I think like eight years ago or maybe nine years ago, I went to a Bible study and I, um, just what the, the speaker was talking about just really hit me. And she was just saying how, you know, as wives, we need to stop changing, trying to change our husbands. It's not our job and we need to get out of the way and let God do his job. And I feel like I've heard that before, but I, I guess I was just in a season where I really, really, it just spoke to me and it really just, I wanted to make a change in the way that I was interacting with Dino and because I have a very strong personality and a strong drive too, to where Dino's saying, yeah, we started marriage with him. You know, you have to follow me. I'm the leader. Well, I came from the same thing. Like I'm a leader, I'm strong, you know? So it was something that we actually kind of struggled with at first, just trying to find our roles and what that meant and um, how that could even work. Mm -hmm. So once I, once I heard that, I really just um, kind of moved out of the way a little bit and not that I didn't ever nag again, but I really feel like I really tried to be intentional about not doing it and, and really just praying for Dino and supporting him and um, loving him and respecting him. And that's what I think that my role even to this day is, is I just want him to feel loved and supported. And I want to be his number one cheerleader and I want him um, to be able to be vulnerable with me. And so, um, yeah. And I guess the same thing for the kids, you know, just like Dino said, setting the tone for the home. I would say I try to do that as well for the kids, just setting the tone. So it's a joyful place that we're teaching our children well and letting them see the messy and the the good and the and the bad and trying to teach them through through our mistakes and and the ups and downs of the everyday. Yeah. 
Oh man, that's so good. Yeah. That's so good. What would y'all tell, I just thought of this question, this just popped in my head, but what would be like three things that you would say to a couple that's like going into marriage right now? Like these are really important things for you to take into your marriage. Oh, that's good. Three things. Sorry, I, I know. Like, y'all didn't get any of these questions ahead of time. Yeah, I know. I mean, I definitely think that premarital counseling is so important because even for us, we went into marriage with, we're fine. Like we, we get along great sort of thing. But what a lot of young people or people, not even just young, but people don't realize is I think people think that once you get married, problems go away, you know, and they don't like things are amplified and they just get harder. So premarital counseling is a huge one. That's the first one that came to my mind. Yeah, I'd say, I mean, I really picture, I, I answered the question by saying, hey, what would I, what would I say to my younger self? You know, like, what would I say to myself if I was first getting married? And I, the things, the thing in my life now that I feel like has really shaped and molded me the most is just introducing an insane amount of discipline into my life and my routine. Um, I feel like there's a huge amount of like, just benefit as a man that you get from setting up a disciplined life, getting up at a like a normal time waking up and setting that priority for the day by reading my Bible hit. Like for me, it's taking care of my health and my nutrition and making sure that I'm going to the gym and taking care of my body, making sure that each one of the kids gets certain periods of time. So I like, I do very, I'm a very, very, very routine person and I've gotten a large amount of success out of that routine because the the discipline in one area leads to discipline in the rest. That's kind of, again, one of my like mantras. Sounds like Cody. Um, so <laughs> with that, I said, it sounds like Cody Bell. Yeah. Yes. So um, I've, I've seen even something so simple as like, Hey, I'm going to be disciplined. I'm going to go to the gym five days a week. I'm just, that's what I'm going to do. And that has caused me to say, Oh, Wow. I'm disciplined there. Now I want to make sure that like I'm disciplined in my work. I'm disciplined in my wife with my wife. I'm disciplined with whatever. Just I, I've gotten a huge amount of strength and stability in in my own life from discipline. So that's number two, I'd say. I'd say while you were th- while you're while you're talking, I was thinking about you know going into marriage and especially for, on the woman's side is um, just you know relaxing a little bit and having fun with your spouse and learning to let things go and laugh. I think that so much of the time, the littlest of littlest things can get in the way of our happiness and joy just because we allow them to. And we we do have the decision to just say, you know, I'm not going to let that bother me. I know he didn't mean it like that. I know he's just kidding. Or, you know, you obviously know your spouse, but, or maybe you're getting to know them, but just kind of learning to let, let a lot of things go because it's just not, it's not worth it to, to hold on to those things. Yeah. yeah. All right. One more, else? one more. Yeah. Do you know I was one more? I got one more. So okay. another one that I've, I've spent like a silly amount of time learning this lesson over the last like 13 years, but I am never, ever, ever happy when I take care of number one. Like when I take care of myself and like focus on myself and like, Hey, I need to make sure that I'm quote unquote, practicing self-care i i am just a, <laughs> not not a huge fan of that whole like you know you got to take care of yourself first i am the exact opposite mm-hmm. i feel like i am always the happiest when i am putting everybody else um first in the family i just have found such a huge amount of joy mm-hmm. and like um and like honestly mental stability <laughs> I know it's going to sound kind of crazy, but like, I really have, I found like this, this piece in taking care of everybody else. That is a very much acquired skill by just doing it, taking, like coming home and cleaning the house or making dinner or doing something for someone else is a very difficult concept, especially for a 20, 24 year old, whatever um, guy, you know, going right from his, basically his mom to his wife kind of pivot there, yeah. you know, like it's not a necessarily like an easy transition. Um, and the biggest thing that I would definitely say to myself is like lean into taking care of others first. You're, you're just so much happier when you do that. That's so good. That's so good. And I heard you, um, I was actually saying this to Cody 
on the way back home tonight about the three of us were talking on the mountain um, at Sophie James. What is their real last name? Gray. Ray? Gray. Gray, thank you. Okay, so at their mountaintop, um, and listening to you, Dino, it struck me, and it was so refreshing um, when I asked you about the RV, and I asked you another question, and you talked about, like, your dream of being able to, like, buy kind of like a vacation home to let Ashley just like do her thing in it, like how she could make it so amazing. And you just were going on and on and on about how amazing she is. And I thought to myself, it's sad that most married couples that I'm in conversation with, they take the com- the ability to talk about their spouse to make fun of them or to talk oh. about all the things that they do horrible um, to talk bad about them, things that get on their nerves. Um, And you just stood there and talked to me and Cody about how much you loved her and how amazing she was. And it's so evident that the two of you feel that way about each other, that it is not fake. It is very real, but it's very worked on. Um, And I think that that is, I heard a quote from Chrissy Powers. She said, the grass is greener where you water it. Um, And man, it's so... It's so true. Um, so a question, Cody had a question for you. Yeah. So just kind of tying all of this together. Um, and people have, they have different, I guess, definitions of what success is for them. But for each of you, as far as your marriage goes, what do you, what do you feel like success looks like in marriage? You want to go first? No, you go first. Oh, you just want the extra time to think. <laughs> All right. Uh, really are, like we just have dropped this load on y'all. Like y'all are no, 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 this is so much better. It's we're Ash and I are way better when we're on our thinking on our feet than having to like pre you know answer okay, questions. Perfect. Um, what does success look like? So it's funny you ask. Like Ash and I did a marriage live. I don't know earlier this week or whatever. And um, one of the things that I kind of mentioned in that is like any given action I'm doing on a day-to-day basis now, I play it out 20 years and say, hey, if I continued with this habit, if I continue with this thing, this this action, this reaction, this mental whatever, um, what if I play that out 20 years, like what does that look like? Mm-hmm. So I constantly have this like, you know, self-awareness um, of, hey, what are my, like, my, are my actions right now? Are my my actions, my thoughts, my whatever, are they progressing me towards what it is I want to be in 20 years? Um, So it's interesting you ask a question of, you know, like what does success look like? Because I almost look at it from the perspective of these like small little micro adjustments that I make now to say, hey, if I play out this one little thing now, what does that look like? Um, So it's a really hard question for me to almost answer because I – I want to try and like look at the day-to-day things that I do, the little transactions, the little moments I get with Ash, the little moments I get with the kids, the the kind words, the soft heart, the soft voice, which, I mean, I'm a loud Italian man. <laughs> I do not necessarily have a soft voice. But you know and I, too, am a loud Italian, <laughs> not man, woman. It can get loud up yeah. in here. Um, well, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, so – I'd say, you know, like what, what does success look like? Um, I want Ash to be obviously insanely well aware of the love I have for her. I really, really, really priority one for me right now is like, I want to have kids that know and love God with all their heart, mind and soul. You know, when they move out of this house, I, the last thing I want is for them to leave the home and feel angry or frustrated around the, you know, the kind of, you know, the, the life that we've set up for them or the, you know, the, the relationship that we model between us and God. I, I don't want them to be, I don't want any discontentment or awkwardness there. I just want to be able to like say, Hey, I, we, we did the right thing as parents with our kids. So I'd say right now, those are just some of my like big focuses. I don't yeah. think I answered the question as good as I could. No, I think you <laughs> no, did a good job. Great. And I was just thinking about like how maybe this isn't the answer also, but um, we've seen the most success in our marriage and the biggest changes. I think when we had have made the decision to be intentional about everything in our lives. Ooh, dang it, your answer is better than mine. And done. <laughs> Mic drop. Competition. 
I mean, that was really it. Just, I just was thinking about all the things you were saying, but all of that was because we made decisions and not just one of us, but it, and sometimes it was just one of us. Sometimes it was one of us being intentional when the other one was not. And that really makes a huge difference as well. Um, you may not get the reciprocation that you want or um, the same feeling right back at that moment, but that doesn't mean that you don't continue to work on being the best version of yourself to your spouse and treating them the way that they deserve, yeah. even if they're not treating you that same way. Yeah. So choosing that intention, whether you feel like it or whether you're getting it back, um, it just produces so much fruit. And we've really seen that fruit in our marriage. That's, That's so good. good. Yeah. That's so, <clears throat> so I have this like weird analogy kind of going on in my head right now. It's like, I don't know, think about in marriage, like you're on this boat and you're going across the ocean and you're, you're on the same team, you're going the same direction. And kind of like you're saying, like there's times where Dino, you've got to pick up the slack and you're going to mm. the boat because you're the man and yeah. you, you got to yeah. help handle things. And there's times where you may, you may feel weak. And then Ashley, you got to jump in and take, uh, take a hold of the wheel okay. and make mm -hmm. sure still steering in the right direction. Um, I, I don't know why that's kind of going to my head, but it's just like yeah. we're on the same boat, we're on the same team, we're all going in the same direction. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we need each other's help to kind of steer it to make sure we're still on that same path. Yeah. Oh, totally. And, and on that same note, Ash and I have, I mean, we look back in all the different years we, in our, our marriage, it's like, I was even telling Ash, I'm like, you molded and shaped me. Like I was a little weaselly kid who had no idea what it meant to like act like a man, to serve, to like, you know, basically like self-reflecting now on who Crush a lot life of life like you do. Yeah. Now. Like I, I was so insecure. I was so, I was so, I, I would not talk about anything that was like important to me ever because I was so afraid and Ash just gave me this insane confidence for like 13 years of like hey you know you are amazing you're amazing you're amazing you're amazing and don't forget it and don't like you need to continue to understand that if you touch something you're going to dominate it and she said that to me you know she says that to me in her actions or words whatever for 13 years all of a sudden you start realizing, holy cow, I, I could actually do this. <laughs> you know, I could be awesome at this yeah. and vice versa. Like I'm constantly telling yeah. Ash, like, Hey, you're going to dominate this. You're going to dominate, like you're going to crush this. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden it like builds this insane confidence. It's like, no matter whether I succeed or fail, I don't particularly care because I'm going to go home and have my wife, my spouse there backing me up. Like psh, everything else doesn't even matter at that point, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's so true. It is so true. And when you have a spouse that like for real, like is champion, championing yeah. behind yeah. you and everything, that's really hard for to say, um, yeah. is behind you doing stuff. I mean, it really does. It makes, it makes such a difference in how you feel and in, in your security too, um, which everybody obviously goes through challenging seasons of like learning how to get there. Cause there's things about your spouse that are going to get on your nerves because you live together. But, um, but it's definitely, that's huge. That's huge. And it's powerful that the two of you can speak so highly of each other and know that you have each other's back. Um, so a little question that kind of backtracks just a little bit to your move to San Jose. Um, do you feel like your decision to move felt simple, maybe even calm, moving and extended, I guess y'all moved a couple hours away from where you were living. Um, yeah. Do you feel like that was an easier move because you had chosen to live in the RV? You had already kind of chosen something that was kind of hard, kind of hard, honestly. Yeah. I know that it maybe was a beautiful thing for you and I, it's evident that it was, but it was a challenging decision to live in the RV. So do you feel like your move to, is that question making sense? Did the move yeah, I, I get it. Um, absolutely. Because what it does, I feel like anytime you make that decision to trust God and to, you know, take a leap of faith or just have faith in God, um, especially when there's, you know, fear behind a lot of those bigger decisions, um, you just, you, every time you do it, you see how, um, or at least we've had a lot of opportunities to see it and not always do you see why or, or 
the reasonings behind things, but we at least saw how beautiful it was to live in the RV and quickly after moving into it, that it really wasn't about us building this awesome house on this land, that it really was that God wanted us there on this property, like shifting our life and just moving it in a different way. So at that point, you're kind of just like, what else, Lord? Like I am, I loved this shift. Yeah. Like you said, it's not easy and it's uncomfortable and it stretches you and it molds you, but it's so refining and so um, rewarding. And so I think when, you know, it, we were a little more eager just to be like, okay, all right, let's pray about this. We feel right about this. Let's, let's do it. Like, I don't need to be fearful because we have God on our side and it's going to be, we're going to, we're going to rock through it no matter what. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. That's very encouraging, especially Cody and I are in such a season of praying about so many shifts and stuff. And so that is like, that's so encouraging. Um, okay, last thing I want to talk about is your Enneagram types. <laughs> um, so we talked about this at y'all's house a couple weeks ago. Um, you're both type eights, correct? Yep. Yes. Eight wing seven. Eight wing seven? Is that what you yep. Sorry. It was yeah, kind of yeah. faded. Um, yeah. Okay. How, how do you feel like you have learned to navigate marriage knowing your Enneagram types? So the Ash, Ash would probably say the exact same thing as me here, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the biggest thing isn't necessarily how we work together, but it's actually how Ash and I understand the friendships, our, specifically our couple friendships, um, because for the longest time, because Ash and I are the same numbers, we put that same assumption on other people. So we assumed, oh, well, they don't want to hang out with us because these are the reasons why we wouldn't want to hang out with this or, Hey, they don't want to like respond or, or they're not like ride or die. Like we are because of the, you know, this, this makes sense to me. And Ash and I are very, very much that way. We're like all in, we're, we're all in, we're all in type friends. So what it did was it really helped us to understand, Oh, people don't work the way we work. That yeah. makes sense. <laughs> and because we are the same number, you know, uh, it did really open up a lot of um, insight into why maybe we work really well um, on certain things together. And then also, you know, our faults and um, so much of the negative side of the eight was so evident if we did not have Christ at the center of our marriage. And two eights are very strong. And I know for a fact that if we didn't have Jesus in our life that we would destroy one another because we both want to dominate. We both want to be the, you know, the tough, it like we would just crush each other all the time. So <laughs> having all of our biblical roles that we can be inside of, it almost just, it strength strengthens us. And um, it's really cool. It was really cool. I remember when we first read the, the description of what our numbers were together. Did you know you could do that? Like the marriage of an eight and an eight? Well, yeah, or like two eights together, any relationship. It just says like how you perform together. And it was like, it was reading like something we wrote. It said, well, the type two type eights aren't just going to go talk about building a house. They're going to build a house and take a vacation. And, you know, yes, that's us. (laughs) Anything the two of us kind of set our minds to, we just like, we're all in and we go, we go, you know, 100% at it, you know? Yeah. We had some friends over the other night that um, one of a guy that was at our house, he sat down at a table with all the girls and he started explaining Enneagram types and like their behaviors and all the different things. And he said, one of the girls said, I'm married to an eight. What can you tell me about eights? And he said, due to apparently every Enneagram has like what they call a childhood trauma, whether it was really a trauma or how mm-hmm. they perceived it as children. But yep. he said eights are driven either in positive ways or in negative ways, like by anger per se, like more so just like the, the, the excitement, it like drives them and it pushes them. And then mm-hmm. eights take the bull by the horns. Like yeah. they are never going to stop. They are going to like push through. They are going to like accomplish their goals. They're going to be like the ones that are very successful because they're not afraid of a challenge. Um, 
And that's, Mm -hmm. that really is true. You see the things that the two of you have done together. It's very evident. Like y'all are not afraid of a challenge. Like y'all are going to go for it. And it's amazing. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. The flip side of it is when we don't have a challenge in front of us, Ash and I get really like discontent. Yeah. And that's (laughs) something that we, we talk about a lot is that like working through this, this feeling of like a low time when there isn't a something to crush in front of us that we, 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 we have to talk through it with each other and pray about it because we don't want it to be a discontentment of the heart, but like, okay, is this uh, something we need to be looking for or do I need to be okay with just not doing anything right now? And so that's something that we definitely struggle with together and we try to communicate and work through together. Man, that's good. And it's hard to do. Yeah. And I think, yeah. Well, I think too, it's like, I don't know if y'all ever do this, but there, there's there been times in my life where like I have like this record of things that I've seen the Lord do in my life and like how he's shaped certain aspects of me because of a situation or experience. But like, I think for y'all, it's so easy to point back to the RV and like how in that season you had to learn how to be content with where you were, mm-hmm. what you were in. Yeah. You, you made your own space and you did really cool and awesome things, but you were pretty confined by where you were and what you could do. And so I feel like y'all probably learned a lot of contentment in that time period. And so like now in the house that you're in in San Jose, like you have done really cool things. And the side note, I was really like giddy the fact that I got to use that little tiny closet bathroom (laughs) this is amazing and now i'm here and i'm showering in it this is amazing anyways so like in the season he's made plans since seeing that (laughs) um but being in the season that you're in now and just like kind of reflecting back on learning what contentment looks like and like being able to kind of like okay lord you got us through that we learn contentment and then trying to like Mm -hmm. apply it to the now Mm-hmm. And like, it's definitely not always easy, but like, mm-hmm. for me, it's always like an encouragement of like looking back, okay, the Lord, you did this and I know you can do it again. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. On that note, it's, it was almost like a reshaping of my assumptions of what brought me joy. And I'm assuming the same for Ash yeah. because it sure wasn't what I thought it was going into the trailer. And we had a very different life experience once we lived in the trailer and understood, oh, the the like rat race of pushing so hard to like get the house paid for or car new cars or new whatever or like make progress or you know the goals that I put in front of me were so nonsensical in terms of oh if I did actually accomplish that I'd get zero fulfillment out of it yeah. so it was very it was just a very molding and shaping time for especially I mean for me yeah both of us yeah yeah that's and huge. and side note congrats on selling the land. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so, so exciting. That is so exciting. Yeah. Congratulations. Well, Friday. It'll be sold, sold on Friday. Okay. Well, the money is in the bank account. Yeah, exactly. We celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> I know y'all are ecstatic about that. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. Okay. Last thing, just anything that you have on your heart that you may want to share with someone, if you feel like there's something the Lord's put on your heart to share, um, Go for it. Now is the time. All right. I got one. I got one. I've been wanting to actually do a post, uh, Instagram post on this for, on my side for a little bit, just because it's been like a thought that I, so I, I, I like experiment a lot with random things in the house. Like what if I, like Ash and I did an experiment last Christmas where, you know, anytime she wanted me to cook something, I cooked for her. Anytime I wanted her to like rub my back or something like that, she had to do it kind of thing. You know, it's just like a fun little game that her and I played for <laughs> the month of December. It was, it's totally, and, and we've talked about it on, on, um, on Ash's like Instagram whole bunch that that was a fun little experiment. One of the ones I've been doing lately that I've just like, I definitely encourage like other men to do, I mean, or other women, but I've been trying this whole thing of like, I'm not going to say no. I, and it sounds so ridiculous, but I'm going to, I'm going to try and just like, if she, if Ash asks for something, I'm just going to say yes, yes, yes. Like whatever you want. Hey, can you go help me with blah, blah, blah. Yep. Hey, can you go clean up? Can you make dinner? Can you help with the kids? Whatever it is. Like, will you rub my feet? I like last night it was like 11 o'clock or something like that. And Ash is like, hey, will you rub my feet? I'm like, yes, I will. 
but it's it's been so cool to just to to see what happens when you just say hey i'm going to instinctually say yes to my spouse whatever that it is they're asking of me and like watch that kind of play out it's been really really cool to watch that that like some upward of the upward spiral yeah just like see what it does ashes in the last like two weeks she's been like way i mean she's already so incredibly loving and caring and sacrificial but you know i just like get even more out of her and it's not like that's what I'm going for, but it's just kind of cool to watch the consequences. But you of, could see, yeah, that I'm yeah. fulfilled and feel so loved. And yeah. yeah, that how could I not want to just feel that way about you? So yeah. it's, yeah, it's been kind of cool to see. Yeah. Mm, so awesome. yeah, there's a little fun little anecdote, I guess. That's good. No, yeah. Have, have you all ever read the book, uh, Love and Respect? Is that what it's called? Yeah. No. Is that by Francis Schwab? Egrich, maybe? Is that how yeah. you say the oh. It's a weird last name. But yeah, so you, no, yeah, no, I haven't read it. No. So it's super good, but it kind of talks about the the relationship, like in a marriage, of love. Like women want to be loved, men want to be respected, and like this whole like kind of cycle of like yeah. how the wife uh, won't respect the husband, and so like, well, because you're not respecting me, I'm not going to love you, and kind of that mm. cycle. But then there's like a, like a love and respect, like the good the good cycle, I guess. I don't know why he calls it something different, yeah. but essentially what y'all just described is yeah. like the good cycle. It's like <laughs> yeah. the husband sacrificed yeah. like loving his wife. And then it just yeah. makes the wife just want to like respect and love the husband. Like it's just that healthy yeah. cycle. Like yeah. you're, you're constantly sacrificing yeah. and doing for the other and it just makes you want to do like go back and forth and back. And forth. It's just a constant just yeah. good state. So yeah. that's, I, it's a good thing too. We can, we have definitely seen that in the last few years yeah. that has been one of the biggest things. And, and Dino's said the term upward spiral, like, you know, you, you start creating bad habits and you don't make any changes and one person says something or you act a certain way. And then yeah. it creates this downward spiral of negativity. Well, it's the same thing with, um, just that positive influence on each other's lives and that intention that you can add and how it amazingly creates this upward spiral mm. that is pretty beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so good. Well, y'all, those are all the questions that I have for y'all tonight. And I'm so grateful. Thank you for taking Thank your time. Thank you so much. So, so fun. fun. I mean, it feels like we got to hang out I know. Again, come yeah. over again. <laughs> no, y'all come here. Our backyard yeah, is so sure. actually, we need a haven like what y'all have. Yes. <laughs> Roll tide. Roll tide. Roll tide. Hey, we just did the porch, and y'all's house really did inspire us to yeah. Yeah. The little get, swing. It's amazing. And get, that, um, yeah. get that porch going. So the backyard is next because it's a little bobo, but it's fine. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. Well, good time. Yes. But thank y'all so much for, for talking to us. Yeah. Um, it was great. This was awesome. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Y'all aren't Ashley and Dino the sweetest, hilarious, fun, and seriously so wise. It was such an honor to sit with them and just glean from their stories of life and experiences and all the things that they're walking through currently. Just so you know, they did close on their land and they did celebrate. These two are seriously awesome. If you want to follow along with Ashley and Dino on social media, be sure to follow Ashley on Instagram at, at arrows and bow and Dino at, at Dino J Patron. You can find more of Ashley's design ideas and stories on her blog, arrowsandbow.com. Be sure to check out all that there is to offer on her website because it's more than a blog and design ideas. There's an ebook that she partnered with Darling I Love It on and an opportunity to stay in their cutie pie Airbnb. Y'all, it's seriously all so awesome. If you want to read the show notes from the episodes or get direct links from what I just shared with you, head over to my website, laurabellwrites.com and click the podcast tab. There you will find the episode and show notes with all the links that I've shared here. Be sure to subscribe to the show and my blog to stay up to date. Y'all, thank you so much for being here. I'll talk to y'all soon.